0: I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 1986. The album is Louder Than Hell. The artist Sam Kinnison, and my guest is Great Lyle. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Hi, I'm so glad to be here.
0: So I love that walking up, I was like, "Well, it was a weird choice." And your first thing was, "Yeah, it's a ba- It's not good." <laughs> so what? Why did you
1: pick it? Well, well, I mean, I didn't want to go with my favorite thing mm-hmm. because I because I just. That was the one that I, my, really the first one that I ever listened to mm-hmm. growing up, because I grew up in this really crazy religious Pentecostal household, ah. and so to me it was like cool contraband, like this guy used to be a preacher, of and course. now he's a comic, and i had always wanted to be a stand-up, and I, you know, so and my and a guy that I like, this like total stoner guy that was in my cooking class in junior high made me a bootleg tape of the, uh-huh. of the vinyl, uh-huh. and um, so I was like listening to it in secret and just like all the cussing and everything, but... I just re-listened to it the other day. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I should probably re-listen to that before we do this podcast <laughs> because I don't remember much about it. I just remember that it was sort of my quintessential first live comedy album yeah. experience, you know, and and I thought, <laughs> I know it's not great because, I, I mean, even now, I've, like, a lot of his jokes, being the woke woman that I am, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, but at that time in my life, it was just sort of cool that he had come from the world that I was kind of stuck in at that mm-hmm. point. And it, it, I don't know it was some sort of, like, uh freedom thing of like I wish I could be yelling about whatever he was yelling at on course. stage because I wanted to yell that in my house and I wanted to leave my house. Right. Um, right. so to me it was like a little little taste of freedom and it's like very taboo. But man, listening back to it, I was like, ooh <laughs> and rough. my son's gay and there's like so much homophobic oh, shit on it. Course, and just yeah. like and and also just and I also remember being young and writing jokes and just thinking like if you yell the punchline it people laugh and I must have learned that from that record because um that's a lot of times he's not really saying anything that's terribly funny he's just screaming and right people are just kind of shocked so yeah.
0: I I have this trouble every time we well every time this is the second time we talked about him but I, I I have again being as woke as I possibly can but I think I do maybe too much work to justify the work of other straight white dudes and I'm a little afraid of that because even I, while I hate it I'm like yeah but there's some art you might be but I'm like are you trying too fucking hard to find I'm... the art like I don't I don't know because you
1: shouldn't be trying having to try this I mean, that's to art. that's also true you know
0: because there's some stuff where I'm like okay if he's doing obviously he's not that guy sure that's a character yes
1: yes
0: but it's coming from somewhere yes those observations are his yes so that's clearly a part of him and if he's I, the audience is not laughing. If he's doing any of it ironically, I don't think they're laughing ironically. They're laughing at that's. Oh, I, that is that's my thought. He just had my thought. It's like <laughs> that's oh, no. always the
1: scariest thing when you do something when you say a joke mm-hmm. in your act. That's like kind of like. To 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 highlight the ridiculousness of how yeah. awful that is, and have like thirty percent of the people go, yeah, and right. you're like, oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm no, not a party to no, whatever you're.
0: No, 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 either uh, you and I are not in sync.
1: Yes, we are not. There friends. should be a
0: button for those seats yes, where it's just like either shock eject. them or tell them to leave. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah as I was oh. listening, I was like, I bet all these people in the audience eventually voted for Trump at some point. Uh-huh. You know, I really... yeah,
0: yeah. No, me too. I had the same thought. <laughs> I like there might be one or two who are on board and are like. I get it. Yeah. And, but again, I don't know the how the much he's really that escaped,
1: him. And they're not, you know, uh-huh. on board anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, know um, right. yeah, I mean, oh, God, the women stuff in there. And just like, oh. it's just so awful. And I really thought like, oh, no. Like after I gave my record, I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't think that like somebody's going to show up and be like, I just think that, you know, just the Lord <laughs> put me in here to just be subservient. And I think he's funny. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I just like, I got to clarify when I get there. It's like, it's not like my favorite mm-hmm. because it's like the funniest thing I've ever right. heard. It's my favorite just because it's like the first thing I remember it's more it's just more sort of like the thing that i identified with as a comedy album just growing up that was like the one that i went to sure. and then there was of course um the next one was uh bill cosby himself mm-hmm. and i'm like well mm-hmm. that'll be and so it's like oh my two right. choices are so great
0: yeah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do like i i have you know i had a, a really great comic named dan telfer come on yeah and he's like i was gonna pick cosby but obviously and this was right after yes, and yes. and i'm like you know and i've got all my i don't know what to do with them. he's like throw them out i'm like <laughs> You're right. You know what? You know what? You're more of a man than I am right now cuz you're right. Throw them the fuck out. Yeah. And uh It was
1: like me having to leave Woody Allen. Uh-huh. I, I like right. I love Woody Allen movies. I of mean, course. growing up that was like my favorite filmmaker in the world, mm-hmm. I, for a long time, was like, la, 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 la it might not yeah. be true. You know, and then the more evolved I become as a person, and the mm-hmm. more I've, like, actually educated myself, I was like, wow, I just can't. I can't right. go see him anymore and enjoy them. I can't.
0: Mm-hmm. Even, you know. like, it's one of those things like, well, you know, if it's streaming, I'm not really paying him money. It's like, I that's not really know. the point. I know. Because a at rapist thinking... wrote it. Yes. A rapist directed it. It yes. informed everything they
1: did. And how awful for his daughter to have to oh, see people God. paying to go see, you know, I just. Mm-mm.
0: His no. wife or his daughter? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Jeez. Had Not to. even cheap, Yeah, cheap God. Joke. That's oh. the cheapest joke on the planet. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love though that you picked something that well I had the first time we ever talked about dice on here at the end of the, at the end of every episode I'm like, why recommend this? He's like, I don't think I would. Like yeah. you know it's just like it's one of the ones I listened to growing up. and yeah. I've been trying to think if I had something like that too because I can pretend like that I listened to all these on the wall growing up, but that's not true. <laughs> Most of them, yes, but, like, there got to be a couple that I'm ashamed of. Like, (laughs) like, that's really, oh, yeah, no, no, I remembered one. Some of the super homophobic, or, like, you know, if if you didn't grow up around a gay person or a black person, and you're white, and you just, you're, I don't want to assume you're going to be insensitive. Yeah. But my parents tried to raise me the right way, but I still was like, that's really funny. He said faggot, or he said that. Yeah, or... well, if
1: you just, if, yeah, like you said, if you're just not around it, you don't know how awful it is. I, mm-hmm. I have to say, even until I was like 18, 19, 20, I remember just saying really stupid things. Sure. just You know, and I, I got to college, and I remember just, you know, finally seeing people of a lot of different colors and creeds mm-hmm. and everything, and just testing out some stuff on them, and then being oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> my one friend goes, well, you were the girl at the class, me- at the school meetings that we just couldn't wait to talk, because you'd always say. <laughs> Something oh, awful, oh, oh, no, you know, no. and yeah, they were they, 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 like, they, like when I raised my hand, they would be like, oh, oh she's raising her hand. She's raising her hand. Oh, <laughs> God, what's she going to say? And just thinking back, I still cringe. Do you have like a pile? I have like a chest full of things that I've said Mm -hmm. that I just look back on over the years. And just like probably every week I Mm -hmm. think about three or four of them and just go, I can't believe I said that
0: thing. Uh, You know what? I have another (laughs) podcast that is designed to talk about my old sketches and then tear them all apart (laughs) from when I'm 13 years old on. Oh, wow. So there's some garbage in there. And there's me learning to be a grown up. Yes. Like I, I'm putting together a Christmas album right now that is compiled from stuff I did 13 years ago, uh, that I, I never finished that album, so I'm finishing it now. Yeah. And I use the word "tard" in it, and I'm oh, like, "Oh yeah, it was just for not, family." And feathered,
1: not no, and feathered.
0: no, and it was just for family. But I'm like, nah, yeah. I wouldn't use that now." Even, yeah. even ironically, I don't think I could use it. There's
1: like five-year-old stand-up that I, you know, sometimes in the car, mm-hmm. I just stream, you know, different stand-up stuff. And even like five years ago, it's like mm-hmm. people are using that retard word all the time. And oh, I'm yeah. like, it just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It just... Yeah. And I don't and I feel like I'm pretty, you know, like even with all this Me Too stuff that's coming out mm-hmm. right now, I feel like my so much of my personality is wrapped up in just blue humor and like inappropriateness at work mm-hmm. that I finally I've, I'm feeling so shy lately and mm-hmm. so quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, get that. Like I don't want to make men uncomfortable because I don't want them to think that I'm can't be joked with. or I get whatever. That. But but then it's like, oh, God, where's the line? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I don't know. I, now, think... I find
0: that interesting because I will say the whole time. Uh, the, the more people, I don't give a, sh- if people complain about, pit- I'm fine with political correctness because I yeah. like to respect people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. But like I find it and this is in no way a slight cause I love voiceover. Uh, every time I listen to a podcast with like a really established voiceover person, i uh-huh. They'll say whatever they want, kind of. Like yeah. it does seem to be that kind of world, like where it's like, Oh no, 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 this is just funny. This is like there there is a it's its own world, right? Yes. And yeah. I I'm not insular. It's, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's just it. So I would imagine in your like you not knowing what you're allowed to say right now's gotta be kinda of weird. Well, and right?
1: usually I'm the only woman in the booth. Because mm, like they mm-hmm. usually only hire one well, at Scooby, it's me and Kate Mikucci, but mm-hmm. but and, and you know, and she you can say the name for her. But sure, sure. um but mostly <laughs> it's like a bunch of dudes and me. Yeah. So I don't wanna be the one that nobody can talk up in front of. So I then see. I end yeah, up just yeah. like joking about whatever they want to talk about which and i'm really i'm not easily offended and i know that all those men respect me and they would never hurt me or touch me in a weird way you know but i mean they must feel weird i don't know my friend's like not if they're good men they wouldn't it's (laughs) you know it's a scary because somebody was like it's a scary time for men out there these days and my other friend was like no it's a scary time for assholes you know and i was like i don't know if i was a dude i'd be Uh a little like i mean i wouldn't want to make any kind of comment like i used to i always hug everybody goodbye that's like Mm -hmm. my thing i'm a hugger sure and i've like thought like should i try to hug them i don't know maybe we should you no, I don't know. I get that. It's just very. It's,
0: it's, but I mean, you being know. sensitive to it is fine. I mean, yeah, better to worse. be, I guess,
1: oversensitive than not sensitive. I think so. <laughs> so well, speaking of
0: sensitivity, Sam Kinison. Yeah. Um Holy shit! Like, I couldn't even like. I, I was just trying to write. I couldn't get to him writing down. But like, there's just there's so much weird. There's an undercurrent of like, somehow while he's screaming, and calling women bitches. <laughs> And And that they should die under an oil truck or uh, whatever. Then he's also got this weird undercurrent of, hey, you should please your woman. And that's what makes you a man. It's like, what is going
1: on? It's like religious struggle. I'm sure it's like, I'm head mm. of the household, but I need to Mm -hmm. also be the, you know, there's the whole thing. It's like, well, the man's the head of the household, but he needs to also like treat his wife the way Jesus treated the church. There's like, Mm -hmm. there's a whole thing like that Mm -hmm. in church about like, you know, yeah, you're supposed to be the boss, but you're also supposed to submit to, I mean, not even submit, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, treat your wife with like, you know, hold her up on a pedestal over i don't know sure. it's just like yeah
0: yeah it's it's a, i mean and that kind like that's the entertaining part for me is that conflict playing out yes and he's fun to watch in that way yeah but it's like uh, but i found myself like i'm i was waiting to laugh and there were one or two times and i wish i was in the car listening to it so i wish i could have written him down there were one or two where it's like when he makes like a regular normal observational joke it's like yeah that was pretty good actually like yeah. he's a good joke writer
1: yeah yeah I don't remember laughing the second time yeah, I heard that. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, get like that. the recent time that sure. I heard, I was just thinking, "Oh my god, this is bad." Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. His
1: voices were kind of good though. He did that a few was voices, and I was too. like, "Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. He in. yeah." I can. I was thinking he's a showman, mm-hmm. not as much like, not really like a such a great. I mean, I'm sure he probably a couple good observational jokes, but mm-hmm. but not like where you're, you know, like like Pete Holmes or something where you're like, yes, yes, yes. You right, know what I mean? Like right, all that, right. like, no, none of that, like, recognition type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but but I, but I was thinking he's a real showman. He was – this is going to sound really wrong, and if Jess Harnell's listening to this, please don't be offended because <laughs> I love you so much. Mm-hmm. But he kind of reminded me – like when Jess Harnell does um, – Conventions, uh-huh. he gets into a pattern, and he has like a showman quality of like, uh-huh. okay, okay, guys, I'm having a ton of fun here. I'm having a ton of fun. And I was uh-huh. gonna tell you right now that you know, and, right. you know, this is just great. And, uh-huh. You guys are having fun, you know, that kind of thing. Like he's yeah. really good. He's got like the smoothness to it. Sure, him. yeah. And people just get kind of like enwrapped in it, and they just think like he's in control mm-hmm. and he's smooth and he knows what he's doing. And I was. Th- being reminded of it. I was like, you know, he. I can tell that there's an evangelism in his past just because he's used to just, like, going into a room and kind of, like, mm-hmm. winning the room just on his personality. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's not even the strength of the, the material, because I think people right. just want to like him. They're just like, he's cool, I like yeah. him, you know? So. It's
0: very much like say a thing people recognize and you get the reaction. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily well constructed, and I do know what you're saying, like, about just somebody, some people are magnetic. They walk yeah. in the room, and I mean, this, like... Tiny fat dude. Not a good looking guy. Yeah. No insult to him, Big but like not a good looking a dude. Beret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he looks like he wants to be the artsy kid back smoking a cigarette behind the school. Yes. And yes. then he's screaming about Women and, and homosexuals and things like that. I love that he's got this weird thing where he never once uses the F word for gay people, which I wish, because I think he does in later albums. Ah, he I didn't does even this, notice that. Yeah, he does this weird thing where he. doesn't where need to. He's offensive without that. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, because he's like, I could never. Naturally it's like, offensive. It's yeah. Like, okay, well. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a rough yeah. album. It's yeah. a rough one. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's okay. You challenged me. I'm okay with being challenged. I'm sorry
1: I made you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to have to listen to it. I thought i just. Oh, yeah, I, no, I just no. thought I should brush up on it. No, I, I heard have had it to, since I was fourteen. If
0: I didn't, I'd have almost nothing. And to say.
1: even when I was fourteen, I was like, oh mm-hmm. you know, like some mm-hmm. of this stuff because I mean I was a theater kid too, so like yeah. a lot of my friends were gay and stuff, and I and I just you know, yeah, I, but um it was and, and, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, now I'm like, Wow,
0: yeah. this is bad. well I love that you wanted to be a stand up when you were that young, but you've only started doing it recently.
1: It's weird. Yeah. I well Actually, it's not true that I just, just, just started. Okay. I did, like, one set when I was... Well, I did a little bit in high school. I would go, like... I was totally stole jokes. I didn't realize you weren't supposed to do sure, sure. people's material. <laughs> but it was, they needed somebody to go out in front of the curtain when I was like in ninth grade mm-hmm. to just like change set. And they're like, we don't, we, you know, we need somebody to go out there and just kind of just like make people laugh. And I was like, I know a lot of tonight show routines because oh. my grandmother worked in a factory and, and she had to get up really early in the morning so she could never stay up to see the tonight show. So, mm-hmm. and I had to see the comic. So I would stay up really late and then I would like memorize. Cause you know, back then our brains, I don't know. They're not, I it's know, not like that anymore. But I when know. I was younger, I could remember anything like like, yep. so anyway i would just like watch the set one time and i was like great that was hilarious and then in the morning when my grandma was getting ready i would do whatever the set was <laughs> and um like Elaine boozler and you oh know like I'm, I'm, I'm like phyllis some phyllis diller stuff like joan rivers oh, and great. um yeah like rita rudner <laughs> and yeah um oh and and i loved um well, i still love him um Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, yeah, just that the big gulp stuff. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I would do it for my grandmother in the morning. And so I had all these comedy routines in my head and I didn't really know that I, I mean, I, I had always like thought like, that's a great thing. That'd be cool. I didn't sure. really, I didn't really even think it was a possibility to even go do it somewhere. Sure. I just thought, what a great job that would be. Um, but not even knowing it was a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, i do those for her. So I had all these routines in my head. So I told my teacher, I know a lot of jokes. I can go out and tell, people, you know, tell some jokes. And I did like, yeah, a little bit of Eddie Murphy, a little bit of, you know, just <laughs> uh, Gary Shandling. <laughs> you know, and I went out in front of them, and people were dying laughing. And they're like, you're so funny. Those are great jokes. And then I thought, yeah, I'll go do them again, you know, so, but I didn't realize, like, you have to write your own jokes uh-huh. or pay someone to, uh-huh. um, which I feel like I just found out there was no Santa, because I, I heard some of my favorite comedians, my friends, like, oh, no, no, they they, they pay, they have, like, a whole staff of writers, and I'm like, oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I can't, play. anyway, <laughs> that was just very recently, too, I feel stupid for not knowing <laughs> Um yeah, so, yeah, so, I had all this material that wasn't mine, and I did that for a while in high school, and then when I moved to LA, I did it once at the comedy store, mm-hmm. And this lady, it was, like, just an open mic. I stayed there till super late. Um, But, and it was just, it was weird. It was, like, such a weird crowd. It was, like, hardly anybody left in the club. And, Mm -hmm. like, one guy that goes up every week. Like, he, everybody knew his material. Like, all the other (sighs) comics were actually, like, mouthing along with (laughs) his routine. Um, I haven't been to the comedy store since. I'm performing there in January for the first time since I was there, like, when I was 21. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, I'm finally getting a real set there. I was kind of flapping around at flappers for a while here in Burbank and mm-hmm. just getting ready to... Yeah, I mean, just kind of... Just didn't feel like I was ready for the other side of the hill yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, no, but, yeah, so I, uh, so I did a lot of impressions and stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. really have a lot of straight... Like, a lot of good jokes. I didn't have... a very strong routine but I did a lot of impressions and this lady's like you do great impressions but you need to work on your jokes and yeah, I was yeah. like, okay where do you go she's like you should do voiceovers I was like okay great where do you do
0: that holy shit and I
1: just immediately like I mean I didn't realize how hard it was to get into of it was course super hard so I went and did classes and all this stuff and made a demo tape and finally got it to an agent and then the mm-hmm. agent was like yeah we'll take you and then finally got an audition because still people don't want to even give you an audition because sure. you're new and I used to I always joke that I used to say like why don't they let new people in it's not fair you mm-hmm. know and now I'm like no more new people <laughs> of, course. <laughs> we're well, set. of course we're set for life yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway but, um, yeah so so i did do comedy just that little time and then i took this like big huge detour into this other career that i love i'm sure. so glad i did this because all my friends who ended up staying with stand-up and going on the road and stuff mm-hmm. they're still on the road they haven't really like they haven't yeah. had a family or done anything like that yeah. they're still like uh, you know living out of a suitcase so
0: right um. well the idea of like being able to actually to do stand up and not need a fallback is is nice. And like to have it be like the, to still have a creative main passion is very, like, or thing that supports you is fantastic. Yeah. People don't have that story. It's rare. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That, that as a stand up, you get to have both of those. Do you do, and I apologize for not knowing your material no, because okay. I, I'm i a voiceover dude. So okay. I, I like, I know the voiceover stuff. What yeah. did, did do voices still enter into your work at all like a little bit
1: up? a little bit i do like you know i do a lot of material about my family and my kids and stuff so i'll do like my kids voices and stuff and i do my grandmother my, my little my, my little mexican grandmother who used to talk like this i do her voice sometimes and um and i do my you know <laughs> I was, i have a joke about like I think I've been drinking too much. I, I i know I have. I think I've been drinking in front of my kids a lot. I was like, we went to Disneyland last week, and and my son saw Captain Hook, and and he said, "Mommy, mommy, look, it's Captain Morgan." <laughs> um, so you know, I don't know. It's like so I do do some voices, but um, but I try not to. I don't want like my my friend who my my writing partner said you should totally tell people like you're fucking Daphne. Right. you know, tell you could get right. so many more gigs and stuff. Um, cause I, I really want to get into at the ice house, but the guy there is kind of a little bit hard to, he's like, oh, really? come back in six months. I think, you know, just work on a little bit more, which, right. which, I mean, God bless him because I've just started doing it. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that I'm even doing any clubs right now, I, I started, my first class was like five months ago or something Jeez. and I'm just like, but I've been waiting my whole life to do it. Yeah. So I felt like, so when I went up for the first time, people were like, I can't believe that was your first time. But I was like, eh, in my head, it's like my thousandth
0: time. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, but my friend's like, if you just told the guy at the ice house that you're like, you know who you are, you could probably get like a hundred people there. I bet mm. he let you. And i was like, no, but I don't want to rest on that. I no, don't want to of be, course. You know, so it'd be nice if they just find out later. But I do want mm. to but it is the, the the voices do like help the audience kind of go. Oh, that's a cool party trick. Right. Know, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that I'm trying to think now if I know of anybody who could like we were talking on the way up that Frank Welker's album is. It's phenomenal. I don't know how he does forty five minutes of all voices. Yeah. Because he's that guy who could who can actually do the stuff that people were trying to do. Like it might go a little something like this. And it's like a half assed impression. Yes. That barely works. You had the guy who could do the faces, which was Jim Carrey. Great. Mm-hmm. But Frank Welker could like legitimately plow through like he just like again, it just wouldn't stop.
1: He does a cat and dog having a fight, like having a fight, and you could swear that they're overlapping each other, Uh like because it's just so real and so immediate that you're like, oh wait, but the cat was like overlapping the dog. Uh No, they couldn't have because it's from the same person. I mean, it's amazing. And he's always he does like in the booth. He's always messing around, like he. I feel like a little kid, and he's like an uncle at a party or something. Mm -hmm. He does these little tricks that make me go, (laughs) you know, just like do it again, you know. I mean, just different voices. He always doing Obama, and he did Rumsfeld. Well, this was ages ago, but he used to do Rumsfeld, and I actually recognized Rumsfeld from from his impression, from Frank's impression. Holy yeah, shit. I hadn't seen Rumsfeld yet, and then I saw him, and I was like, oh, "Who is that guy?" Reminds me That's of so oh fun. my god! I was like, you know, I was like, "That's a freaking great impression." When you can see the real person and be reminded of, of the course.
0: you know, holy yeah, cow! Yeah, see, Frank, Frank, if you're listening, I know you're <laughs> not listening, but the comedy album I was just mentioning earlier legitimately is so old; it has Donald Rumsfeld playing Santa Claus in it. So. <laughs> frank if you're listening (laughs) my brumsfeld was shit and it's worse now uh i just love that that came up that's so good i love that so much do you i don't want to keep making it about voices but i mean is there what are there impressions that you're particularly proud of because i mean
1: well i need to update all my impressions because i mm -hmm. feel like (laughs) i need to learn like more relevant ones because well Mm -hmm. in my act i used to do um anita baker you know the old Mm -hmm. singer you know Mm -hmm. so i'd be like You know I love Anita Baker, but I just I don't what is she saying? I don't I don't know what she's saying. I can't understand anything she's saying. Uh She's like, I mumble just because I mumble just because just because I do. Anyway, but I mean, I I was just so I did that and I and I did. Oh, watch do you, you wanna be, a Gloria? Mike wants to be it too. I think I heard someone doing the impression uh-huh. of, of of Edith Bunker, and then like, and even the funny part, like she never said do you want to be your Mike. No, no, right, right. But like, I think that the person that I heard doing the impression said that, so huh? I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. Which I probably shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. But, but I was love as young. I don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> And I did the whole Wizard of Oz, like, you know, I do, and I, oh gosh, all kinds of.
0: Do you get to use those as like keystones for voices still? Is it still well, something? I just
1: played Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. I, Warner Brothers did a cartoon of it. And it shit. was It was a pretty oh, much. Oh, the one
0: that's painted on the friggin' wall. Okay. Is that the. Oh, the, the, no, down, no, no, no. Is it a that different one? That is a
1: new show, but that's I'm on that one. too. I played <laughs> Glinda. I played Dorothy in, okay. the, in the Warner Brothers movie. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and then, but they're doing a new series mm-hmm. on Boomerang, and I'm playing Glinda on that. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Are
0: you doing full-on impressions? Not full-on. They didn't,
1: they didn't want... This time they didn't... Well, for the movie I did. Mm-hmm. I, I did, I want to go home. I want to go home. I am Uncle Henry. I'm frightened. I did more like that. But but um, for this, I'm... It's not exactly Billy. Uh, it's, you know... Mm-hmm. I, I, I talk a little something like this, but it's not an exact impression. But it's close. <laughs> you know, so...
0: A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a gentleman who, won't mind me saying, was so old that uh, he was, he as a 10-year-old, he was getting paid to come back to Billy Burke's radio show because they loved his laugh so much. Wow. So, so as a little friggin' kid, he was at Billy Burke's radio show every week. Wow. And like, I've since been like, I need to find copies of this show.
1: What's the guy's name? Uh, his
0: name is Dick Gutman. Oh, he's uh, he's a press agent and has been for, like, he worked with like rock Hudson and shit. Oh, and like going back, no. he still does it somehow.
1: Oh, so he had a lot of press to do back. Then. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. You know, right. Like covering also, to do. You know? Uh-huh.
0: But yeah, it's crazy. And, and that was the thing that blew me away the most. I'm like, holy shit, you, you were on radio, like yeah. in like real radio time uh that's amazing yeah that's so much fun oh my god i keep hitting my stupid i've not this is the first time we've had windscreens on the show (laughs) after seven years i finally buy a pop filter and i keep knocking. it's nice that
1: you have them though because i listen to a few podcasts Mm -hmm. where i listen to that pete and sebastian podcast Mm -hmm. you know sebastian maniscalco i love him he's so freaking great um but the pete the guy who's another stand-up um he needs like a compressor or something i mean i'm just like sometimes i'm in my car going ow ow," you know because it's like the highs and lows i'm like god damn it i want i almost wanted to like buy him one and just send it to his address because you could look him up you could find where he lives he lives in this little tiny town called fredonia which is very close to where my husband grew up warren pennsylvania um and I wanted to just send it to him because I was just like, please let your podcast be more interesting, more more enjoyable for me sure. to, to
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that could be the hardest part. Like, uh, I've, I've got a couple friends who just, they will stop. They can't listen to podcasts if, if they're just a certain quality Yeah, because they've got huge, they're huge audio nerds. And they're like, this is too much. I'm, yeah, I'm, I can't yeah, do it.
1: Like, it should be enjoyable. I, I have
0: apparently no taste and can listen to anything, I guess. <laughs> I'm an audio editor, too. You'd think I'd be a little more discerning. Um, I'm not. Um, so what... What is your act right now? What is i'm I'm curious, and I'm going to try and find some dumb way to shoehorn in how would you compare yourself to Sam Kinnison? And oh you don't have to God. at
1: all. Oh, God. I, besides the repressed religious upbringing, <laughs> I hope that's all that we have uh-huh. in common. Uh-huh. And that's the voices. Fine. I guess he does voices. Yeah. I, I try not to have any shtick. Like, I feel like his shtick was, like, really, like, the screaming and everything. Uh-huh. Like I mean, I don't uh-huh. really have any of that. Mine's just pretty much, like, you know, observ- I, I, a lot of wordplay stuff, yeah. you know. just like, I'm like, oh, my God, our dog. We have the cutest dog. We have a little pit bull. Her name's Babyface. She's so cute we we named her after our favorite snack and um mm-hmm. so baby, just, but there's a lot of like bad like puns I and bad words like it's very, it's mom like humor it's mom humor yeah, that's good though there's a lot of kid jokes and a lot there's there was i i used to kind of do some blue material but uh-huh. i'm finding like yeah you know, it's it's easier just to do clean material cuz mm-hmm. you can get booked more places and you know yeah
0: so. <laughs> you you know the weird thing is uh as a stand up there it's something you literally, I've never thought about it except for in the case of like Maria Bamford, who's somebody I think has probably gone from stand-up to voiceover. She might yes, be one of those. Yes, she went
1: stand-up to voiceover. And I work with her all the time. And yeah. I actually, when she got her big show... Uh-huh. I was so happy because I, people, I got like almost all of her parts. And ah. I love her so much and we're friends. So I was yeah. like, when she came back, I was like, and now you can have your part back. Here you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to try to take it, but thank you for letting me have it while yeah. you're gone. And, you know, so. Her range is
0: upsetting, though. Uh, it's so like, great. Even if she only does those three voices or so, it, it's too, and they're she's too so disparate. In it. Yeah, yeah. And I
1: just love her kind of like thing that she like that girl, Maria, just like that. <laughs> you know,
0: I did a voice that she did of, of a puss
1: in boots. She did a character like this it was a little out at the, the, the lunch and it's very. You know, she. It's really hard <laughs> to do her. Because she, her reads are so out there and cool mm-hmm. and, like, so original that it's hard to even get, you know, it's really hard to approximate. I was a bad approximation for a while, but I think I was the closest good cut that could come to it yeah. in LA, so I was Holy fine with that. Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I It's not often you see that. Do you have...
1: It's funny because I actually saw her do stand-up at UCB like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that woman is amazing. And I was like, she should do voiceovers. I need to help her do voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to her afterwards and I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I do cartoons and you would be amazing at it. You really should do it. I was like, you know, here's like, I gave her my number and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you ever need any help getting in or whatever. And I found out she was like already on already. Like
0: five shows Holy or whatever. Shit. So I was like, oh, okay. Well. well, I had no idea because for the longest time, all, she, all I knew of her before... I knew her name, which is I hate to say that, but like she stood out and I am like, Oh, she's that lady who does those crazy voices. Yeah. And the assumption is always, of course, that the main voice she uses is not her real voice.
1: Which that's so it funny. I know me so much. I know. I- You'd think she'd be the one who talks really like this because uh-huh. she looks like she does kind of that kind of uh-huh. voice. But but really, no. Yeah, it's just so funny. That's so her just kind of talking. <laughs> I remember she was talking to us. We did Word Girl together. That was where I first started working with her, Word Girl, on PBS. And she was talking about this... Um, like, she was being a big sister to this girl. But the mm-hmm. girl was, like, really mean to her. Like, her her, her little sister was, oh, like, no. kind of mean. And, you know, she had pugs. She I don't know if she had two pugs or one bug. But anyway, but the girl was, like, you know, just like, that's so weird. Like, your dogs are weird. Ah. I don't know. But just, like, kind of bullying Maria. <laughs> oh, my and God. she was complaining. She's like, I just don't know what to do because, like, I'm trying to be nice. And I have to take her places. And it's just so upsetting
0: because <laughs> she... <laughs> uh, uh, oh, God. Yeah, I love her so much. Do you have... Conscious or unconscious, I don't know how much you've thought about it, but like they people always talk about comics finding their voice, but you literally could do you affect a voice as you're performing at all?
1: No, it's just pretty much me, like, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, it's me, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's and it's all like mostly true, too, just yeah. some of it, and I'm like. My husband can't even go see it because it's like a lot about him and stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. and we don't have the best relationship, <laughs> so it's sort of like free marriage counseling. But he's not there, uh-huh. so I can yeah. complain about him, and um, and he'll never ever come see me perform. So mm-hmm. I can know I'm free to <laughs> you know, bitch about it. Uh-huh.
0: That's the thing that would throw me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very supportive of my friends, but if if I found out they were talking about, me, I don't know what I'd do. I know I don't know if I yeah. I am secure enough in who I am. To... I don't think you're
1: safe around a comic because like uh-uh. we have to. It's just like. I I I have one friend who has a mustache and I talk about that but I hope that she never comes to see. <laughs> She has, she's beautiful but she has this little black mustache and if she wanted to have the mustache I would be totally supportive of that mm-hmm. but I know she doesn't want to have the mustache sure. and I really want her to do something with it but how do you tell somebody that <laughs> but imagine like I imagine waxing it like when I'm when I'm talking to her like I get distracted because I'm so busy grooming her in my brain like I'm just like I would wax it I would pull the skin taut and then I would just get the wax or I would shave maybe she could shave it just a lot of things she could do oh, one day she was like I said you know I shave mine a little bit. Like if I have a little something, I just Mm -hmm. shave it or, you know, and she was like, well, I'm just afraid to do mine because I'm afraid it'll grow back. thicker." thicker, And I was thinking then what thicker than what you have a must. (laughs) Anyway, but hopefully she won't hear this podcast.
0: (laughs) Do you, do you have any sort of touchstones of female or other comedians that you go to when you're like, I want to get this material out and you maybe think back on, Oh, this person did this kind of, Like, you know, you said you did, you you would repeat Phyllis Diller. You'd repeat Joan Rivers. I mean, do you have any, I don't want to assume women comics, but, you know, that's not a bad example to have, those two.
1: Um... Like th- that, I just to get like inspired, or yeah, like, because oh, I mean, yeah. I feel
0: like you know, and I, I hate to say who you know, who's your biggest inspiration or who made you want to do comedy because obviously Sam Kinison did not ser- necessarily make you want to do comedy, no, 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 but you know, and uh, and sometimes if you say who are your influences, that's too generic of a question. But I do yeah. wonder sometimes if there's ever anybody, well,
1: growing up, Carol Burnett, like oh. I watched Carol Burnett all the time, and yeah. I, it was funny because my grandma would, I mean, I was raised by my grandmother, and she was such a little like quintessential Mexican grandmother, I had like ringlets in my hair constantly and i was always wearing like i looked like i was like a pinata like i had like just tulle and taffeta on uh-huh. all the time like, these dresses like these bald gowns and over- overdressed pierced ears uh-huh. like i was a little tiny girl and you know um but she entered me in beauty pageants all the time mm-hmm. and uh, i had this goofy sense of humor and i just did not fit in with those girls <laughs> and i remember they asked like Who- who's your biggest you know what woman you know do you look up more than anything and everybody's like my mom you know Mm -hmm. like you know princess diana or whatever you know and i was Mm -hmm. like carol burnett that's awesome (laughs) And my grandma was really mad at me (laughs) i remember all the way home she was like quiet you know and she's like and of course i didn't win Ah. you know i never did win um but she was like um i don't know why you would say that silly woman (laughs) that silly woman scratching her butt that's terrible (laughs) you saying that carol burnett so silly Anyway, but I would stay up and watch *Caravan*, and then I loved um I loved Lily, Lily Tomlin. I oh. loved her impressions and stuff. I loved Edith Ann. I mm-hmm. thought that was like was mm-hmm. so groundbreaking. And I actually just got to she we we, we June Foray, the mm-hmm. voice artist who passed away recently, just legendary. 90, mm-hmm. 94 years old, I think. Or maybe she was 99. I think she, yeah, yeah, I think I she was think almost so. 100. Yeah, god, Ridiculous. what amazing. And she looked gorgeous too like till uh-huh. the very end. Oh my god. Anyway, but um, but Lily Tomlin, um, and we, uh, me and Lily Tomlin and like like eight or nine other women like spoke about June phrase so We all mm-hmm. got to be on stage together, to take a picture together. And I was like, oh my oh, god, that's Lily Tomlin, so I love her, and she was such a nice person. Um, um, and oh, and then um, of course Gilda Radner. I I listened, I, I watched her. I mean, I remember just seeing SNL for the first time and mm-hmm. thinking like, I love Gilda. Radner. I like them doing those little girl things too. Like I yeah, love yeah. Gilda Radner doing her little girl. The, the thing. nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, god, what's yeah. her
0: name? it's so good. I yeah, just character. like
1: the tangy. Yeah. Uh, well, all of her characters were great. Mm-hmm. But the one with the pigtails, it was like really hyperactive. When, mm-hmm. The little brownie or the Girl Scout. Um, but yeah, so so Lily Tomlin doing the little girl and then Gilda Radner doing that. And then, then I, you know, I do so many little girl voices too. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that just like, it was like the first, actually the first voices I would do were like little girls. I would, mm-hmm. my grandma didn't, we didn't have a lot to entertain me. So my grandma bought a boom box one year and it had like the tape. On one side, and then you could record like oh, layers sure, behind sure, yourself. Sure. And, then tape. and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be great. So I made like, I, I have all these tapes, which I'm just getting transferred over to MP3s awesome. because it's me like doing sketches like when I'm like six Amazing. and seven years old. And I haven't heard them since I was that age. They're so, so but I was clearing out my grandma lived with me until she passed away recently. She was 92. Wow. And she, I almost got rid of like all these old Vicente Fernandez tapes. They uh-huh. were, just, and I was like, Oh, what is this? Ugly, t-? just i don't know who this is and and then i looked and i was like oh no they had like the punched out you know when you were too cheap to buy a new tape and then drawn on in sharpie is like you know gray at six years old you know and i'm like oh my god i have to have you know i gotta get this i don't know i probably wasn't six i was probably like 10 or something but still amazing amazing. i can't wait to hear it holy crap Um, yeah but nowadays god i mean i love so many people um i love whitney cummings and Mm -hmm. i love all amy schumer obviously and um um, I, I really love Eliza Schlesinger, too. She's really, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just saw her at the Comedy Store recently. I was like, wow, she, like, completely, like, dominated this room. She's such an energetic set, which mm-hmm. I really envy because my, even though I'm kind of a talker, I feel like I'm not in my body very often. I'm still a very cerebral person, uh-huh. so I, like, move an arm here or there, you know, <laughs> but I don't do a lot of act-outs or anything like that. Like, it's right. I'm just kind of, like, a neurotic, just. Talking me, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty still. I don't pace or anything, but Maya yeah. Wise is just like all over the stage, and she's like, you know, and it's hilarious. Yeah. She was, it was really, good. and it's kind of empowering and kind of educational at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's sort of she's got like a message, and um, but I love Aparna. I mean, Aparna Nancherla mm-hmm. is—I don't know how to pronounce it. But yeah, man, uh, I no, love that's right, Nancherla. Yeah. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is. She's, she's hilarious. Fantastic.
0: She's just way too dry. I love how dry. Yes, she is. Yes, I love it too, and so... I love it
1: just kind of just off, and it kind of sits uh-huh, me for a second where uh-huh. like it's just—it kind of grows, and it's hilarity. The more you think about it, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: It's interesting that you're not physical, like as physical as a stand-up as I would assume, only because a few times that you've even done voices here, you've gotten like you might use your hands, or you might, you know you, you yeah. obviously move your face to make a voice or whatever is yeah. that common for you in when you're doing voiceover stuff are you very physical i don't
1: know very much tom kenny doesn't i sit <sighs> down for everything and uh-huh. i'm like i'm just old and tired and just <laughs> sit down. but tom kenny like he makes me feel very lazy he's always standing up and moving and banging into microphones and like yeah mm-hmm. um I don't, unless I'm singing for, if I have to sing really fast, as I do this thing with my hands. It's very, it looks uh-huh. very like I'm on the spectrum somehow. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> I think some of us are because uh-huh. we're very like, I know I have ADD and I, yeah, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I love that. This has been, uh, okay. So I'm trying to think. I had a question and I forgot it because. Not only were you all, all all over the place, my brain was as oh, well. Oh, that's
1: my ADD, is... so it makes it fun to mm-hmm. interview me. Yeah, well, I as an like, interview. What do I ask you
0: again? I, this show's made me realize I think I also am. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I'm listening for sure, but then it takes nothing for me to forget what yes, I was just thinking of. I, oh,
1: <laughs> so. Sometimes I'm congratulating myself so much on paying attention to somebody mm-hmm. that I.
0: Yeah, can't remember
1: what the last thing they said I've was. I've done
0: that one hundred percent. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that is what's going on. Shit. Okay, <laughs> Tom Kenny's another one that I think it might have been what I was thinking of. That he's another went from stand up to voices. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I wonder again. I don't know if he's one of those people who grew up because I, I know that he and Bobcat Goldthwaite performed you know yeah. together a lot or yeah. at least in the same well, rooms
1: tomcat and bobcat that's used so to be crazy tomcat. that's yeah. so
0: funny to yeah. me i love that one of them dropped it and the other one didn't bother.
1: i know i know <laughs>
0: bobcat's yeah. album actually is one of my favorites yes. of all time he only did I, the one it's very good
1: i should listen to that because i love him i mean i, I know him just through tom and i guess mm-hmm. he's just always been such a sweetheart he hired me to do some background voices for that um when that movie he did recently about the guy that was like went out to kill the winner of that American Idol type
0: movie (gasps) yes yeah 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 yeah. Uh, oh damn it Oh yep i know exactly what you're talking about i really want to see it all of
1: his movies are fantastic yeah he's really brilliant my favorite comedy movie of all time is that windy city heat i Mm -hmm. think that is just like was genius yeah um but now i love bobcat so i
0: I will thank him for getting me my biggest applause ever because i played him a couple weeks ago we did scrooge live oh wow and uh i didn't i wasn't confident in it but i was getting a laugh every time and it's really only because he's as funny as he is i'm just doing an impression for 90 minutes yes. you know oh, so funny. thank you bobcat goldthwait for that because uh <laughs> that made me feel way too good about I'll myself him, you know I'll, what
1: i mean <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll when this podcast comes out i'll let him know that some nice
0: things were said about just him gotta to do podcast. a good growl that's all I, if you can get the growl <laughs> right everybody's like holy shit yeah. it was it was a lot of fun Have you heard going back to gilda Radner, have you heard her uh live album no i'm gonna have to send you that i okay. I just put that in quotes what i meant to do is the reverse was say find a way to get that to you and then hint to you that i was going to send it to you illegally yeah. what i'm saying is i have that what about um, lily tomlin's albums? no <gasps> holy shit i know she's the most underrated people will and i love albert brooks they'll kiss his yeah. ass till the day as long as the day is uh hers might be better. Wow. They're just underappreciated because she's a woman and she did more. She just kept banging them out. Oh, I
1: love it. I got to hear it. Yeah,
0: there's a couple that I would I would say are 100% recommended listening.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is I because which, which you can see why I picked the Bobcat. I mean, I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the sam the record. Uh-huh. Um sorry, we're talking where I'm obsessed with Bob now. Mm-hmm. Um No, but um, because I just didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot, just because our house was so religious, there wasn't like a lot of things to listen to. And I don't know about bootleg. Even my my little tape wasn't even the the vinyl. It was a bootleg of the vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't get a lot of
0: where did you grow up I, we didn't even go over that I'm just sorry. in san diego but like okay.
1: thought we were out in you know like a commune or something i mean <laughs> it was pretty like we would cast out demons in our front room holy and like shit. i couldn't cut my hair or wear pants or anything oh like my god that. I mean, it was like very very evangelical wow <laughs> yeah so holy cow yeah
0: huh
1: my mom still thinks i'm going to help. i really i don't even talk to my family anymore i don't talk to them really because very
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And they love Trump, which is so weird Because I'm like, how could you be so religious And And also, yeah, yeah, yeah grabbing the pussies i don't know it's just I know. It's like i think god like you know is, is, i think he's you know chosen by god to lead us i'm like mm, what mm, that guy mm, mm. oh god anyway. you're always
0: your fear is uh i think people know where i lean so if you, you turn yeah. off if you if you don't if you don't like this but like the fear is always that your parents are going to become more conservative because my parents are pretty liberal yeah so my fear has always been like that a flip is going to switch thank god thank god that's not happened thank god they're yeah. like no what the fuck is going on yeah so like that's a relief I
1: I feel so jealous of people and families <laughs> like that because I like couldn't have Thanksgiving this year because I was like I'm not <gasps> going there and yeah. my son my ten year old son was like I'm not going to go around people who voted for Mike Pence to be in charge <laughs> who thinks I need to be in jail or dead.
0: Well, I love so. that your son is as empowered at a ten as, at ten. Oh, he's That's amazing.
1: fucking great. Oh yeah, he's so he's so incredible. He's just like the most mature person I know. He says amazing things where I'm like, you're right. Yes. yes." (laughs) I love it.
0: It's so good. Okay. So we're at the point in the show where you can answer however you like. Okay. But (laughs) why recommend this album to people? i can't uh-huh. <laughs> that's fine absolutely really fine can't. Absolutely it was fine. my
1: personal trauma to go through and i wouldn't wish it on anybody else <laughs> especially not twice like i, I mean, have uh-huh. you yeah, having to re-listen to it i was like oh my god i hope yeah. people don't think this is like right like oh it's like really into this it was funny because i went to a convention recently and i got a deal in a hotel room through priceline mm-hmm. and um they don't tell you, it's like one of those secret deals, so Mm. they don't tell you what hotel you're staying in until afterward. And it was the Trump, it was the Trump hotel. And I'm like, oh no! And then, and it was funny because the people that were driving me to the convention were like, yeah, Oh, I was like, okay. I think I got immediately, I didn't even say hello or their mm-hmm. name or anything. The first thing I said was, just want you to know this was a whole Priceline mistake and I just have, no, I want nothing to do. You know, and they were like, oh God, I'm so glad you said that because we were like talking we're like, oh yeah, somebody needs to go pick up Gray and someone's like, oh yeah, well where is she staying? Or is that the Trump International Ooh, or whatever? Oh, and and they're like, oh. Really?
0: Wow! I didn't, I didn't. I
1: don't know what her story is. So anyway, oh but yeah. So I, I don't like Sam kinnison and, and uh-huh. I don't like Trump.
0: That's absolutely fine. <laughs> and I keep thinking, I'm like, what could I recommend? And if 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 you want to ignore the homophobia and the sexism and misogyny, not just sexism, <laughs> then misogyny. if you like
1: screaming, yeah,
0: if you want like to hear energy, this is an energetic. Yeah, and we'll give you that. Is. I it's guess song and at the end, right? If, yeah. If it's a character, kind of. then listen for the character. But there's not a whole lot. It's not joke structure. There's not. You're not going to listen to this to know how to be a comedian. No. You're going to listen to this to know how to rile a bunch of fuckers up.
1: Uh, yes, how to be more of it, more of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. It was like an anti-evangelist. And I have to say, the funny thing is, that when I was relistening, I, at the end of the record, he says something like, "I want my records back." In this, in the song uh-huh. to the woman. And um, the woman that broke his heart or whatever, he's like yelling at her that he wants his records back. Uh-huh. And I realized I use that joke all the time. And it doesn't go over anymore because like nobody has anybody's records. Uh-huh. Well, I guess you might. Like uh, if you and your wife, many. everything's don't work out, you might have. She might right, have right, right, right. She can have all my But it's like not something albums. that people, it's like such an old lady thing to say. And I always make that joke. Whenever people talk about breaking up, I always like go, I want my records back. And I didn't know where I got that from. <laughs> and now I know. And it was so funny because I was like, that's where I got that from. Wow, <laughs> it just it just planted itself in there when I was 13 or 14 and just so stayed. so funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> not even a great joke even that wasn't right
0: a great joke. It, yeah it's yeah what are you gonna do well <laughs> you neither of us are gonna recommend this one strongly um this album's gonna come album this episode's gonna come out next week so okay. where can people find you, and do you have anything you want to plug?
1: Um, Oh, gosh. I'm doing a lot of new things. I'm doing Unikitty on Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play Puppycorn.
0: <laughs> and I'm
1: uh, Jane Jetson on the new – there's a Jetson. What? Yeah. Jesus. And I'm doing a new show um, where I'm, I'm – I've been doing Betty Rubble for a long time, but I'm doing – she's – now they're doing a new Flintstones show. Really? Um, yeah, but Dino, I
0: think. All right.
1: Um. Um, there's always there's always there's a Scooby Doo so on so I'm out there. <laughs> I can't
0: keep tra- I don't have kids so I don't need to keep
1: track. But holy shit! And, and all, with DreamWorks doing all the streaming stuff, there's tons uh-huh. of stuff on there too. I'm all doing right. a new show on there coming up called The Harvey Girls. And um, oh, and there's a new uh, direct to DVD thing that you need to see. It's called um, Gotham by Gaslight. I play Catwoman, uh-huh. and it's freaking phenomenal that's awesome um yeah actually i'm playing like an old actually i don't think i'm playing catwoman in i i do often play catwoman okay and on the arkham games and stuff but i think on that i'm playing this this old irish nun and she kind of sounds like this and she's she wants to solve the crimes of the people that are killing these prostitutes it's Holy sort of shit. like a, it's, a, it's a jack the ripper meets batman what? type thing it's it's really dark that's but kind of awesome it's like not for kids but it's really good that's yeah, awesome yeah bruce tim and it's fantastic so,
0: wow yeah. oh, all kinds of things are. where cool. are you on twitter I just followed you. It's Gray Delisle. Yeah,
1: G-R-E-Y-D-E-L-I-S-L-E, like Delisley. And a lot of resisting Mm -hmm. and 30% jokes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well,
0: I will say. uh, Twitter's gotten very uh, political. It it certainly has. I can't
1: wait till we can start telling jokes again. Uh,
0: I will just say a lot of the. Lady voiceover people that I follow are politically uh, aligned with me. Yes. Some of my heroes uh, on the male end of things are are not uh, entirely. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> they're still my heroes. <laughs> love they have hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, it, it just shocks me. That just shocks me. Yeah. Uh, maybe when you become loaded, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I'm just saying. I'm just they're, saying. They're they're, they're, they're heroes rich enough my... to not care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't they're need my to sell heroes yeah you know. right well thank you so much thank this has been super, super super fun
1: a blast i appreciate it
0: are there any other voiceover people that you do a an impression of that's something i forgot to ask you because there's one person oh. i get because there's some voices who i'm assuming um, i don't you don't have to do it but i'm you already did a good maria bamford so <laughs> but. well
1: wait who do you, well you know Jennifer Hale and I are interchangeable and so are Kari <laughs> Walgren and I like Car- I say really disgusting things behind the microphone and mm-hmm. Kari Walgren is a lady who doesn't mm-hmm. do that uh-huh. and so one day they played some horrible thing that I said and, and they told Kari that she said it uh-huh. and, she- and it sounds so much like her that she was like oh, I said that when did oh, I say no. that oh my god I don't remember saying that at all and it was just they were just messing
0: with us uh-huh. so it
1: just sounds just like me <laughs> um, <yeah>. it's amazing
0: <laughs> I love it so much
1: yeah I don't I mean...
0: You don't have to have somebody. It just occurred to me. Sometimes I
1: try to talk like Kate, you know, when we do Scooby-Doo, and I just kind of... know she kind of has like this kind of voice like a little bit like that and it's kind of elma-ish but you know i don't know she would it's probably not good that's probably not good
0: very good that's so good i love it uh again i and i don't like to have voiceover people on and then be like hey perform but like i just i just had to ask i
1: just met this little boy with a brain tumor and Mm. i I was scared to meet him because i didn't want to cry in front of him and i didn't want to cry in front of his mom and it was really i was just stressed out to meet him i was just like oh my god but if he really wants to meet me then that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna go meet him right now so i went and met him and the first thing he said was Oh, great. Hi. Do you know Tara Strong? <laughs> Ah! holy shit and it's so funny because Tara and I have this thing where we're always joking about like being in, co- in competition with each other mm-hmm. and I just uh, that was like perfect I couldn't wait I couldn't wait to get to tell her I was like and then the first thing you <laughs> said was to ask me if I knew you
0: so yeah That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard <laughs> holy shit well again thank you for doing thank this thank you you're welcome back if you ever want to I yeah. will send you some albums to listen to I would love to see I mean you I'm in like no way going to send you albums I'm not allowed to do that uh, <laughs> they're vinyl who gives a shit they <laughs> those fine. melt in my say, exactly right um, thank you guys for listening uh oh and i should uh, go to stolendresscom slash celery sound celery sound records is my independent record label that is uh the one vinyl release we have right now is called a gift you didn't ask for from friends you never had it is brilliant it is vinyl only it is nothing i produce so this is coming from a genuine place in my heart i'm not just pimping my own stuff go buy it none of the money goes to me we're distributing it because it's that good uh, that's about it thank you guys for listening and as always have a good thing bye <music> Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new stand-up channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast.